And it doesn't matter who you are, like young or old, male or female, whether you're a student or working or a stay-at-home parent or retired or whatever, your voice is valuable in the movement. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, a segment of the Pro-Life Guys podcast where we seek to highlight some of the men and women in the pro-life movement who are having conversations, who are on the front lines of the abortion war, seeking to do what they can to change a culture where that, that focuses on death, that loves death, and, and really create a, a culture of life. And I'm excited for the guest that we have on today. Her name is Tanya Bauman. She is in Hamilton, Ontario with Hamilton Against Abortion. Tanya, thank you so much for taking the time and joining me on Humans of the Pro-Life Movement. Thanks, Peter. It's an honor. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing your story once again. But before we get into that, could you share with our audience a little bit about who you are? Yeah, so my regular job is that I work as a software developer, and I really enjoy that. That's a lot of fun. Um, working mostly independently. It's a great introvert job. I mean, it's great for extroverts too, but it's a really great introvert job. Nice. And now you joined the pro-life movement several years ago. You've been active having conversations. Could you share with me a little bit about your journey into the movement? What convicted you? What motivated you? What encouraged you to get involved? Yeah, so I can remember as a kid always being aware of abortion and knowing that it was wrong. But I specifically remember being maybe about 11 years old and reading a detailed description of a few different abortion procedures. And I think that made me realize that abortion isn't just one of the issues out there. It's actually really one of the most important ones because this is actually about the horribly brutal and violent killing of fellow humans. And so I didn't really know what to do with that information for a long time. But when I was in university, I noticed that there was a pro-life club and I figured that that it might be worthwhile to try to get involved there. So through the club, I heard that some people were trying to start up Hamilton Against Abortion. And I cautiously decided that maybe, maybe I could possibly get involved. So I did a little bit of training and I found out about CCBR's abortion awareness project in Florida. And I figured, well, if I'm going to join HAA, then I should probably get some of the more training and practice from that project. So that was a week and I learned a lot from that week. And I even saw a few people change their minds. Um, I was really kind of surprised by this new skill because I, I didn't necessarily expect that, but I thought, well, now, now I guess I'm a pro-life activist. I, I can actually do this. I mean, it's a skill, it's a skill like any other. It's not really magic. It just takes a lot of practice. Um, I was totally exhausted at the end of that week though. And as the leaders were encouraging people to do CCBR's summer internship, I thought, well, there's no way I'm not going to make it through a whole summer of outreach. I was just so exhausted from all the conversations that in that one week, and I didn't figure that was for me. So instead, I took the advice of some of CCBR's staff who were interested in the fact that I was doing software. And so I did an administrative internship where I spent more than half of my time 
doing website and system administration work. So that was 2018. And then after the internship, I went back to school after that summer. And along with a fellow intern, Adriana, uh, we started up outreach with Hamilton Against Abortion. So it started off really small, but thanks to a really awesome group of dedicated volunteers, we've grown quite a lot and we've been able to keep up regular activism. That's that's great to hear. And it is great to see the, the activism that is taking place on a weekly basis in Hamilton. I do have one question, though. So um, you talked about yourself being uh, introverted. I'm quite extroverted by nature. And I remember talking about the internship program that we have at CCBR with one of my friends. And he was like, but I'm so introverted. I don't think I could ever do it. And um, he decided not to do it based on that fact, because he was so introverted. Um, just the prospect of having conversations with complete strangers uh, and sort of, you know, doing this sort of work was, was too much. But you said you're an introvert. You said you're a big introvert. How do you sort of as a, an introvert find the motivation perhaps or the, the strength or the courage, whatever, um, to have these conversations knowing that your sort of natural tendency is to like stay home and perhaps develop software um, or do any, any number of other things? <laughs> so, you know, what is it that, that brings you to the streets continually? Yeah, I mean, like on an ongoing basis, some of it is just that people are really interesting and they have interesting stories and well, it's 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 worthwhile in terms of in terms of talking to people and learning about their stories and in terms of changing minds and saving lives. It's worthwhile to learn a school skill that is wildly outside of my comfort zone, really. <laughs> um I mean, the other aspect is maybe, maybe there is something, something like in between, like an administrative internship that might work well for somebody who maybe has some has some skills in some other areas that are also necessary for the pro life movement. I I don't know. That depends. I can't say enough about <laughs> what other possibilities exist, right? Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. One of the things we talk about often is there's a place for everyone in the pro-life movement. Now at CCBR, a lot of what we do is on the streets activism, but you had an administrative internship where you spend a good amount of time doing the very thing that you're good at and that you love. I, I'm not saying you're not good at on the street activism because you certainly are, but but sort of like the behind the scenes work um, of, of working with the website, working with some other software and, and administrative stuff. Um, there certainly is a place for so many different people. Now, You've spent some time on the streets, Tanya, and uh, you said you love hearing people's stories. You love sort of getting to know different people, the different facets of people and what makes them tick. Um, do you have some memorable stories from on the streets? Maybe one, maybe two. If you want to share six, you're more than welcome to. Um, but just stories of, of times in the streets that really stick with you. Um, yeah, whatever it might be. Yeah, I'm thinking of a conversation that I had um it was with a, a university student and she was, she was, I mean, she started off doing the typical thing where she would bring up all difficult circumstances in which abortion would be fine. And as usual, I, I agree that those circumstances are difficult and trotted out the toddler to show an example of why it would not be okay to kill someone who was born in this circumstance. And after a while, we kind of, kind of got stuck because she kept circling back around to the same circumstances over and over again. And 
So eventually I, I asked her, do you know someone in this circumstance? It was really odd because it was kind of like, well, what if somebody's in a, in a war-torn country and they they don't like have the resources to take care of a kid? And I thought that's that's such an odd circumstance. Like that's not really, that's not something that I was expecting her to know anything about, but I asked her anyways. And she said that indeed she did know a friend who was in another country. She was, I think she was actually an international student. So that would have been why. And um, so she knew a friend who had had an abortion. And so, so I asked her what, what do you think that somebody like me thinks about your friend who had this abortion? And, and we'd had the conversation long enough that she said, well, I don't think you're, you're really judging her. I think, I think like you're probably thinking that she did something wrong without like really judging her. And, and I emphasize this point again, right? Like, for example, if you, if you had a relative who, um, who got drunk and got into a drunk driving accident, you wouldn't automatically hate that relative. It's not like, oh, that's like, even if they, even if their actions ended up killing someone, it's not like, oh, I hate this person now. We recognize that what they did was terribly wrong, but we don't, we don't suddenly hate them. You know what I mean? And that was just such a, such a cool conversation because we connected and she just shared so much of her story and about her friend as well. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Thank you so much for sharing. And that that's kind of highlights a key point in that sometimes people think that just because we're against abortion, um, we are against every single person in their lives as well, who supports abortion or against them. Um, but that really shows that we can be against an action, but still love and care for the person that is in front of us. And that's really cool um, that, you know, you're able to, to highlight that on the streets, show that on the streets, um, sort of break down the barriers that might be there to have a really meaningful conversation. One other uh, question I have is sometimes in Hamilton, there are some places that, uh, how do you say this? I mean, just pe people are particularly against the work that you do, the the outreach that you do. There's, there's a good amount of hostility. Um, uh, it certainly isn't every time. It certainly isn't every conversation, but sometimes there are just people with, uh, that are particularly hostile to the thing that, to the work that you're doing. How do you react to that as an activist who perhaps, um, you know, can encourage other activists. And I know you train uh, other activists in Hamilton as well. How do you respond to some of that hostility that comes up when you're in downtown Hamilton? Yeah, I think in terms of something to keep in the back, back of my mind, when, when people are angry and like yelling and screaming from their vehicles, for example, is that when, when people are yelling and screaming like that, that almost definitely comes from, from a place of pain, from something in their own, in their own story that, that abortion reminds them of, of their own past. And I guess just being aware of that allows me to respond calmly. Not like, I don't need to get angry at this person. They're not, they're, they're yelling and screaming, but they're not really angry. And in a way, they're not really angry at me as much as they are at the, the, the trauma of abortion or whatever other trauma is in their life. So, yeah, that just allows me to uh, take it calmly and not worry too much about it. 
Yeah, that's really, really good. That, that's gold. I mean, that really shows that when we come to the, when you come to the conversations, you're coming with an attitude that, um, yes, like you said, they have interesting stories, so many people, but also painful stories. And this is a way for you to really just, you know, speak into to their painful stories, have conversations, ask them questions and try to sort of, you know, encourage healing uh, in the places where healing is necessary. One final question for you, Tanya, and that is there are many people who uh, listen to the podcast, but there are also many pro-lifers who have never really done anything about abortion or maybe they're on the fence. Maybe they hear about some of the activism that goes on that we do. Um, with the Canadian Centre for Bioethical Reform that you do with Hamilton Against Abortion and so many uh, of our friends do across the country. And they're just not sure. People are just not sure about whether they should get involved, whether they should sort of, if this is what they should do, the sort of activism that we do, the outreach we do with abortion victim photos and pro-life apologetics. What sort of encouragement would you have for someone who's on the fence, someone who's not sure and thinking about doing some of the projects that we do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's really important to get involved because well because babies are being killed and because the their families are experiencing the pain and trauma of that and all of society really is is missing out on on meeting these awesome humans. And when we use projects like CCBRs, um it just allows you to be really effective so that even if you're maybe you can only make it out to an hour or two of choice chains, say, per month or twice a month. I mean, let's say in an hour, you probably reach a minimum of 200 people with the reality of this is what abortion does. And at least half of those people will shift their position. So if you could make that a regular commitment, say over a year, that, that really starts to, starts to add up. And, and it doesn't matter who you are, like young or old, male or female, whether you're a student or working or a stay-at-home parent or retired or whatever, your voice is valuable in the movement. Perfect. Thank you so much. Uh, that one, I just want to highlight one thing. You mentioned that about half the people will shift their opinion on abortion. That comes from a study that we did at CCBR um, before and after people saw photos of uh, what abortion does to pre-born children. So we talk about that on episode, I believe it's episode number three. But our colleague Jonathan Van Maren also wrote a book called Seeing is Believing, and the study is in there as well. So if you want to check out that book, please do. Seeing is Believing, it's on our website, prolifeguys.com. Tanya, thanks so much for taking the time and joining me on the podcast. Thank you. That is Tanya Bauman with Hamilton Against Abortion. If you're in Hamilton or the surrounding area and you want to get involved with uh, uh, with Tanya and Hamilton Against Abortion, do reach out to her. You can like search her on, on, on Google or reach out to us and we'll connect you as well. If you're anywhere else in Canada or if you're anywhere else uh, around the world, we have connections with pro-life groups in so many different places. And so you can go on our website. There's a join our team tab if you scroll down just a little bit and we'll connect you with a group, with a local activism and a local outreach group that is doing work protecting and defending pre-born children. And that's one of the goals that we have with this podcast, not just with this segment, Humans of the Pro-Life Movement, but also with the Pro-Life Guys podcast. We want to equip you with good apologetics, with tools that you can use to change minds and save lives from abortion. Tools that have been used by Tanya and her team, by Cam, my co-host, and the teams that he has in Calgary, teams that I've been part of, a part of here in Mississauga, and countless other interns and people who have attended our projects have used the apologetics that we share on the podcast 
and I've seen many, many people change their minds on the topic of abortion with. So well, that's what we want to do. We want to encourage you uh, to, to be equipped with the tools you need to change minds, but also be mo mobilized, motivated to go out on the streets to have the conversations uh, so that we're not just talking about abortion on Sunday afternoon after church over coffee. We're talking about how terrible abortion is, or we're talking about it after the the recent election and how bad it is that this person, this particular politician, got in, and and how are things going to change when he's there? But change begins here. Change begins with us. Change begins not with a silver bullet of politics or whatever else it might be, but with boots on the ground outreach. And so, if you want to see a change in your neighborhood, in your community, if you want to see less people go to your local abortion clinic and less people support abortion, then get out, have those conversations at, at school, at work, or with a local outreach organization or a, a, um, a volunteer group in your community. Do that. You can connect to us. And we'll reach out to you um, with with community groups and opportunities in our, your area. So do that, perlifeguys.com. You can also reach out to us on social media apps, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even some pretty obscure ones that we're on, um, like some of the you know the freedom-loving apps that, that three other people use. We're on some of them as well, so go check us out and reach out to us there. But for now, thank you so much for tuning in. We're extremely grateful for your continued support and for continually listening to the program and sharing the episodes with your friends. We hope you tune in again next time. God bless you all.